Yeah. Let's make sure that that's done. Episode 20. Wow. Ooh. Nice shotgun. Throwback music again. Episode 20, man. Hey. Right. Milestone ish. <laughs> you know? Right. Hey. It's an even number. Mm. Tasting good for 20. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we started back in April, man. This has yeah. uh, been quite a good run for us. Yeah, exactly. You know? An try, idea. Try to, try to get Biggie uh, here today, but he's at a basketball game. He can't make yeah, it. I figured. You know, he's got, he's pretty busy with that stuff, but I got it. We got to get him back. I drove by, you know, we've been talking about doing. Out there at the pizza pub, mm-hmm. it was really crowded tonight. Yeah, I bet it is. Beautiful you know? night. Yeah, so uh, they don't do the parking lot though. You know, well, how they, well, they have that outdoor parking, and you're allowed inside as well. I think right. it's 25 percent. So they, yeah. they, and they've been doing that for a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think they're anywhere near the capacity, but the parking yeah. lot is really crowded tonight. Good. Which good. is surprising. Yeah, yeah really good. So uh, yeah, so crazy news this past week. I always like to throw something off the wall to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I watch funny videos on Twitter. I, I follow a bunch of crazy stuff. I don't spend too much time on Twitter, but I will go to some of the people I follow. Okay. And uh, this guy had a video of a porta potty. I don't know if you saw this. Uh-uh. Going down Route 66 in Albuquerque, <laughs> New Mexico. Oh, yeah? It was one of those big, oversized double ones, you oh, know, God, where like they got that? the shitter and the piss on the porta potty. Did they motorize this thing? No. It was just the wind was blowing it down the street. And I guess whoever had the video, you know, they're sitting there at the traffic light and you're just watching this porta potty come right down the street. Oh my god. Nice. <laughs> you know, one of the big ones. So nice. there's the, the crazy news of the week. Always yeah. something off the wall. Okay. Um, so the NFL is back Thursday yeah. night. Did yep. you check out the game? A little bit. Not too much. Yeah, so uh, Chiefs and the uh, Texans. Yeah, Chiefs kinda took it to them. They did, you know, and um, it was kind of cool. They had fans there. Kind of, you watched a little bit of the Notre Dame Notre game. Notre Dame, today. I did. I, it was nice to see. It kind of makes me wonder, like, how come they do it in Big Ten country and the Big Ten can't Exactly. Can't do it. And it was great seeing, like, the students, did, you know, they were wearing the mask, doing whatever they, you needed to do. they respected the six foot of separation. You had assigned seating. Yeah. You had to stay, and they, they stuck with them. They didn't say, hey, there's my buddy. I'm going to sit down right. with them. They, they did it right. They paid attention to the rules. So I watched uh, a few. I watched a few college football games today. I watched the uh, Iowa State, Louisiana game. The Raging Cajuns took it to Iowa State. Huge upset. I was digging that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Return a punt. Return a kick for a touchdown. So it was a fun game to okay. watch the Raging yeah, Cajuns. Florida State and Georgia Tech are on right now. So it was cool though. You know, like um, just like a Notre Dame game. Iowa State had their band in the stands. Mm-hmm. And they were all, like, the six feet apart, but okay. the way they were laid out in the stands. And then, you know, they had the family. and They didn't have the f- as many fans as Notre Dame did. Okay. I thought Notre Dame did it right. What did they have, like, about 22? They probably had probably 20% capacity. Yeah. Florida State right now, they, they got people in the stands as well. Yeah, and then and the other night, the Kansas City fans were out there. I thought it was funny, beginning of the game, right? They, they said, you know, none of the headgear, they were trying to 
do the whole PC thing, and there they are, right before the game starts, doing the the, the Florida State chomp thing, you know, oh, the yeah, Chiefs yeah. fans. Dun, 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 and I'm like, oh my god. I did see some video that uh, even in Kansas City, some Eagle fans made their way into Arrowhead Stadium. Did you see the guy in the Wentz jersey? Yes. Yeah, and he had the Eagles, the you know, the mask on, yes, and it had yeah. the Eagles logo on it. Yes, How'd this guy get out there? <laughs> it's just awesome. Just. It's just typical of Philadelphia fans, yeah. you know. They're going to represent. They're going to go anywhere. They're going to represent, yeah. man. Yeah. It's good to see. It's good to see. So I wonder if Washington uh, tomorrow the Eagles play the Redskins football team. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to have any uh, fans in that stadium. I don't. I don't know if the pros FedEx are going to do that. I don't know. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs had oh, did they seventeen thousand fans the other oh, night. Okay, I guess it's state by state. So whatever uh, DC is decided. So DC is weird because that's. Um, I think that's in Virginia. Is right? it Virginia? No, it's Landover, Maryland. Oh, so it's Maryland? So Maryland's a little more strict than... Okay. Uh, although the infection rate in the state of Maryland is very low. One of the lowest in the country. But Landover. Cases, you know... That was the hot county there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but it, I, I would assume they won't allow yeah. fans. The Northeast is a little more stricter, Yeah. you know? Um, Especially, you know, in Philadelphia, Philadelphia County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Philadelphia County is very strict. But we'll see. Um, but no uh, Miles Sanders tomorrow. No, I just saw that. He a hamstring, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's not uh, good. Yeah. You know, so we're going to roll with what? Austin Scott. And Corey Clement looks good this year. So. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, so I think that's all they got. I don't know of any other running backs. I don't either. Because I said if Miles Sanders is hurt more than they're letting on, they're going to go after Leonard Fournette when he got released. They didn't go after Leonard Fournette. I'm like, all right, Miles can't be hurt that bad. Now he doesn't make the trip. So I'm a little bummed. And, you know, you remember last year we were at my house and the Redskins were taking it to us until, until two bombs by, by uh, Deshaun. Jackson. Yeah. You know, so I'm a little worried about this game tomorrow. Yeah, yeah the Redskins always play them good early in the season. They too. got their front four are brutal, man. Redskins got a brutal front they four. They always do well against the Eagles, too. I know, man. It's, it should be interesting. And, you know, we got a banged-up offensive line, so. Yeah, Peter. Peter's got paid, game. huh? Yeah, I saw it. We did a Lane Johnson take, like, a, they restructured his contract or something. I like guess. I think him $8 million this year. Did they really? Yeah, $8 he million. He retired a couple of years ago. Yeah, and, you know, he's he's good for a quarter, and then he'll, he'll get hurt once he gets beat. Yeah. So, whatever. He's... he's he had his day. He's a big guy. Yeah. You know, he's got good technique. He's just slow-footed now, and they can mm-hmm. run around him. He's still big. You can't move him. Yeah. You know, you're not going to Reggie White him and yeah. bum rush him, but you can get around him, and yeah. that's the problem. And the other problem is Carson never steps up. And that's the one thing that I always liked about Tom Brady is he always knew where to be in the pocket, and mm-hmm. so did his offensive line knew where he was going mm-hmm. to be. Carson's got to learn that. You know what? Peterson being a quarterback coach should know how to do that. So Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm just happy to see the NFL is back in college football, man. This has been great today watching some college football and digging that. Uh, I I scanned around a few games, like I said, the Louisiana-Iowa State game, uh, Duke-Notre Dame. There's one other game I was watching for a little bit. Uh, Shoot. But they were all good football games. If somebody else, oh, Arkansas State yeah. was given somebody in the big, oh, Kansas State. They were giving them a game. They oh, were right. up. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, look at this. Two two Big 12 teams are going to lose. Nice. Too bad. 
And uh, I think, you know, Kansas State then, when I turned it off, had gotten back to like a 10-point lead. So it was a neon bomber. So we'll see what happens. Uh, first uh, big slate of games tomorrow. I think there's something like 13 games or something tomorrow. 12, okay. 13 games. Nice. So we'll see, man. NFL fantasy football starts. <laughs> yeah. I just got to get that W in week one. That's all I care about. So um, you sent me a couple of good topics mm -hmm. that I like. Okay. So the first one, since tomorrow is our, our first big game, is greatest opening day memories. Okay. Now, were you talking NFL greatest opening day memories? I was or? talking NFL, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll let you go first then, your topic. All right. Uh, obviously for me, you know, uh, the pickle juice game against the Cowboys. Wow. You know, I think that might have been Andy Reid's first year, wasn't it? And the Cowboys were highly rated. That no one really it was had in a Dallas. Field, and it was in Dallas. Yeah. It was a hot, hot day. Yeah, yeah. And the Eagles just came out and kicked their ass. Yeah. You know, and it was real hot. They're drinking pickle juice. There was a point where they onside kicked it, surprised them, got the ball. Yeah, yeah. And it was, people were just loving it. And I, I really think that might have been Andy Reid's first game as the Eagles coach. The pickle juice game, I remember that. That was crazy, and it was the trainer's idea. Yeah. Yeah, and, and people use it to this day. Yeah. It helps against cramping. Which is crazy. And they were just... I couldn't beating. drink that shit. I hate pickles. I don't, I don't think I could drink that shit. I would, I'd be able to drink that. Now the kids do pickle juice uh, shots. Do they really? Yeah. Holy yeah, crap, Yeah, they man. do pickle juice shots. So, yeah, that was a, a great opening day memory. Um, a, a, a bad one was I remember the Eagles where Randall Cunningham got hurt. Remember that one? Where, the Jets? Was it the Jets or was it the Rams? I can't remember. I can't remember who they played. And he stepped up and somebody just got him right. Oh, uh, the yeah. Because I remember the one game and then, uh, God, who was the, the cornerback? Great guy, Eric uh, Allen. Eric Allen, yeah. Picks off the pass, runs it all the way back 90 yards for a touchdown, and, and Randall's on crutches in the end zone and he hands him the ball. It was pretty cool, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and the Eagles came back and won that game. My coolest, uh, I have a couple, but um, I was at the Eagles-Rams. This was a few years back. It was uh, The Rams had got done their run of Super Bowls where they were pretty good. There was a lot of Rams fans there. It was opening day, and the Eagles were playing them. And uh, But the flyover before the game was the coolest damn thing, man. Yeah. You know, I went to, I've gone to a few uh, opening days. I went against the Chargers. They lost that game. Um, which was really cool. They had the flag. I still use it as my background on Twitter, but they had the flag took up the entire field. Nice. And But that day they had the Apache helicopters fly over. They also had the Eagle fly over, mm -hmm. which was cool, which I got to meet at a trade show, the actual Eagle mm -hmm. where the person stands there, it comes down from the top of the stadium, oh, and then wow, the guy yeah, yeah. catches it on his arm. I got to meet that thing. I got my picture taken with that bird. <laughs> uh, hey, bird. Yeah, I know. It was cool because uh, he's retired now. Mm -hmm. Whatever, go figure, right? And then I was at one, um, the first year, um, Sue and I got together. And I will tell you, it was, um, it must have been 1990. And I had had season tickets for years at the vet. And um, it was the for who, for what game. They were playing Tampa Bay. Oh, Ricky. Ricky, Ricky Waters. Waters. Yeah. Yeah, so it was... Uh, and he short-armed that pass. It was the end of the game, and they lose to Tampa Bay that day. It was the old, uh, they still had the old creamsicle uniforms. Creamsicle uniforms, yeah, I remember that. And, uh, yeah, he short-arms the freaking pass. And, you know, I didn't know until the end of it. But it was like, 
I think it's the only football game Sue's ever been at with me, other than high school football. Um, but that was, I mean, to me, the most, I just love the flyovers of opening day. You know, yeah. they do those, yeah. and the Jets, and they're, they literally are just so close to the stadium, they time oh, that you out. feel it. You can feel it. You literally can feel it, man. So very cool. Yeah. Um, and then last year was kind of cool. You know, the, the comeback, we had the tailgate party. Wouldn't I be loving to do that tomorrow? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that um, was a good time. That was a really good time last year. So I have a, a lot of opening day memories I there. Remember, so. I remember many times it was like on Labor Day weekend and we were down ashore. We hustled to a bar and watched those games. And win, lose, or draw, it was always a good time, you know? I also remember a game with Randall when you said that. Uh, but I don't think it was opening day. But remember he got that huge contract? And then they played down in Washington. He got that contract extension. Oh, and then it was that shootout. And he had like five touchdowns. Exactly. He threw five touchdown passes. They came yards. from behind, didn't they? They did. <laughs> they were, uh, the whole day they were behind. They would get down. They would, they would get within two. Then Washington would come right back and score. It was a huge, it was like, I don't know, 45 to yeah, yeah. 42 kind of game, you know. But, yeah, he uh, threw five touchdown passes that day. I don't think that was opening day, though. That was no, back in the buddy year. Yeah, yeah. You was, know, the great was. defenses were so great that yeah. day. Yeah. You know, but the Redskins always had Buddy's number. Yeah. You know, Joe that was Gibbs. What, Joe Gibbs was a great coach. Wasn't that what uh, finally did him in? They well, he lost three successive uh, playoff openers, and he I think the, the third one lost to the Rams, lost to the Redskins, lost to the Bears. And the Bears, I oh, think, the Bears was the, the fog ball. That was the first year. And then the Rams with the, they just ran all over them. Vince Ferragamo and that. Uh, and then the, the the Redskins one was after the uh, the body bag game, and then that, the opening round of the playoffs, the Redskins kicked our ass. Yeah, should not have lost that game. No. Yep. And it's poor tackling, if I remember. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, Notre Dame played today. They got the ACC logo on their uniforms. Notice that? No, I didn't even pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like... Well, they got in there for this year so they could play. They did. Now, do you know the deal is with them going and joining the ACC this year, they have to share the NBC money with all the ACC schools. No, I know that. Yeah, well, yeah uh, so that's a little caveat there this year. So that's why the ACC wouldn't mind. Hey, yeah, come on in. Yep. So, and it's also why they'll go back to being an independent next year. Sure. But it's kind of... Uh, it's good this year, right? I mean, I think they're the second-best team in the ACC, I believe. Probably behind Clemson, yeah. Yeah, Clemson will run away with it. I mean, Well, they actually play each other at some point. I'm not sure if they play at Notre Dame or down at Clemson. No, they do it in East-West or something. They do, but I, I just heard you know, earlier today that they are playing each other. So okay. Maybe they're in different different. So they do in East-West. Yeah. Whatever, however they play it up. Hey, you yeah, know, slipping through, and I stop on the one game. And I'm like, oh, man, South Carolina versus Georgia. This is awesome. Like, Georgia Jesus State Christ. I'm like, look at this shit. They don't even care down south. The entire stadium's back. It was from, like, four years ago uh. or something. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> what a crowd. So much for social distancing. I forget what now. It was, like, on, I don't know. I was just flipping up. Yeah, they play so many replays at this point. So Yeah. But the Big Ten is, is talking about possibly taking a vote tomorrow about maybe restarting. I saw that. I would yeah. love to see it. And, and a lot of these guys are, are quote, like, how come other conferences can do it and we can't? Right. You know, and that's what gets me. I'm watching a Notre Dame game. How come Notre Dame not only can play, but they let people in a stadium and we can't even make an effort? Right. And we're they're in Big Ten country. They're in Indiana. 
there's two teams from the Big Ten in the state of Indiana. You know, Illinois and Northwestern's right around the corner from there. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Come on. They got to do this. I mean, you know, and and that, they've got to be watching this weekend mm-hmm. and say we got to do something here. Exactly. I mean, they're. These schools are pulling it off. Right. Notre Dame had a, an infection problem at the school. Yeah, these kids did. are in the stadium now. Yeah. I mean, come on, make it happen. These exactly. kids, make these freshmen happen. up there at Penn State are then, dying for this stuff. Oh, my God, yeah. Definitely. And then the recruiting, you know, it's affecting all these guys recruiting. You know, yeah. they're not allowed to go visit Penn State or they can't go visit the kids. Yeah, that's going to really hurt recruiting. You got it. You got to get it going. I mean, then again, right, high school, who knows? Yeah. Let's see what happens with high school football. We're supposed to start. End of this month, right? Are they? Yeah. Yeah, 28th or 25th or 28th, 25th, I would assume. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, yesterday was 9 11. Yep. You know, where were you? Do you remember where you were? I know exactly where I was at work. I was up in Scranton. It was a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, beautiful day. Beautiful day. And I remember somebody telling me, like, oh, yeah, plane crashed into a building in New York. And that's how they said it to me. And I'm thinking, small plane, small yeah. building. I said, oh, that's a shame. And then as it started coming out more and more, it's like, what? Yeah, I just, it was unbelievable. Yep. Nothing like that had ever happened. It was just unbelievable news. So uh, I was in the office down in Plymouth meeting, and, um, you know, the, uh, the manager I worked with at the time, Mark, came into my office, and he said, he's like listening to the radio in his office. And I have one little TV in my office. And he's like, hey, put on that TV. He's like, uh, I just heard a plane crashed into the World Trade Center. And I said, what was it, a small plane, whatever? And you see, and so I turn it on, and, and it's like, uh, you see the hole. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, how fast was that little plane going? You know, I thought it was just like, with somebody sightseeing, whatever. Sure, yeah. So um, we had a guy coming down from New York. Mark was training the guy. And the guy was coming down, and I still work with this guy, and him and I talk about it all the time that day, and, and him remembering and him having to drive through and everything that was going on. And once he got there, he turned around. He knew so many people that worked in the World Trade Center buildings. He turned around and just left and went back. But um, so Colleen worked one office away. She came in there, and her and I are watching this together on this TV. And I go, look at this jackass, the second plane. I go, look at this jackass coming in for a view. Boom, hits into the building. She screamed so loud. We watched that shit live. And I was just, I'll never, ever forget that screeching sound from her voice and watching that live and what I said, yeah. you know. And then Mark just pulled everybody and just said, everybody go home, be with your families, you know. But driving here, it was really cool, that building down there, uh, SKF or whatever it is. Okay. It flags, like, every foot oh, yeah. on the whole property. I was, like, very cool. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah. yeah, yeah it was, really that nice. was a tough day, man. It was. You know, and, and they say never forget. Really, we should no, never no, forget, no. you know. Yeah. Um, and they say that everybody in their lifetime goes through a day like that where you will remember where exactly where you were. Now, that was 19 years ago. To me, that seems like yesterday. Yep, yep. And I remember as a kid, my parents telling me about, I remember exactly where I was when Kennedy oh, was assassinated. Oh, Kennedy, yeah. And I'm thinking, and, you know, at the time it was like maybe 18, 19, 20. I'm like, come on, that was a long time ago. They're like, I remember exactly where I was standing. Yep. And I, like, like you said, I remember exactly what was going on. And I didn't have a TV, and somebody kept kind of just saying that, giving me details. And I'm thinking, gee whiz. Because if you know the history of, like, smaller, flying small planes up around the Hudson, yeah, yeah. P- 
people crash because oh, yeah. they get all mixed up. And, yep, yep, yep. And that's what I thought it was. I thought it was a single-engine plane crashing into a house. Thurman Munson. Exactly. <laughs> we story. talked about that. Um, but that's, I'm thinking, geez, that's a shame. How many people died? And they're like, well, I don't know. And then somebody came running, like, did you hear what happened? And some dude ran home. I'm going to get a TV and bring it in. And then people started coming in telling us, like, holy shit. And then, like you said, my boss said, you better get home. Maybe they're going to fly into the Lehigh Tunnel. Go home. And like, all right. Yeah, we had no idea what to expect, whatever. And then the days after that, and just... Uh, but the one good thing that really yeah. came out of that, and I always remember, is the cl- it made America a community. Yes. Yeah. Everybody was very close. Yep. Everybody cared, you know. You, you started saying hi to strangers, and hey, how's it going? And you actually said it with sincerity. You know, people you might have walked by and never cared to shut you, hey, how's it going? Everything okay? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It was, it was as close as I ever felt to everyday Americans, I mean, outside of, I mean, really, as an American, and all Americans, and banding together, um, the cl- second closest I ever got to that was the Eagles Parade, which ah, was, yeah, yeah. it was cool. just everybody, you didn't care, fun. Yeah, yeah. you know, it was black, white, whatever, you know, everybody was everybody that day, and, you know, we're all, yeah, yeah so, um, yeah, horrible times, but, uh, yeah. you know, as a country it was good to see how we responded as humans I'm not going to say as a country how we responded that's a whole nother thing that I'm not going to go into Uh, but um, anyway Phillies Phillies uh, keep splitting with the Marlins they win one they lose one last night they split the doubleheader they crushed them the first game and then they blow it they had that they had that first game in hand and then the bullpen again uh, the guy we got from the Red Sox, Workman, Workman blows the game. <laughs> Gave up like, it's like, what are we doing, man? I know. I just, I, you know, I, you, you, they're going to, I mean, Nola is pitching so amazing. And it's like, and they're getting them run support, which they never did in the past. Aaron Nola never got the run support. This year he's getting the run now support. Now the, the bullpen is just blowing it at the end. Yeah, so. you know, so we got two pitchers right now. Although Wheeler, did you know what happened to Wheeler? No. He uh, was putting on his pants and, yeah, literally, he uh, ripped up his finger, putting on his pants, and he had to get scratched from the start. How did he do that? He put his <laughs> finger in a zipper or something? I guess. Jesus Christ, the <laughs> fuck is that about? How did he get her putting your pants on? I don't know, man. That's strange. Okay. I don't know. So, uh, we'll see what happens with the fills. I'm just, I'm holding out hope now. It looks like they're going to do the bubble. Are they going to try the bubble? Try the bubble. I, what, for the playoffs? For the playoffs, yeah. Okay, that's not a bad idea. I think idea. they have four sites. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, you're doing it without the fans to begin with. Yeah. Why did they have to play in their stadiums? You should have done the well, bubble. Well, they originally did, but then they were spiking in the three places they wanted to do it. Uh, Florida, Arizona, They're still spiking in those places. Yeah, and the whole time they're saying, once you get hot, it's going to go down. And they're the three hottest states in the country. Right. It's like, what? Yeah, the thing is, it should go down. I mean, we know outside and, you know, ultraviolet light, it, it will kill this virus. You know, it doesn't have as good of a chance to live as it does inside. And that's the problem, right? I mean, the problem there, these college campuses and stuff where this place, where this thing's running rampant, these kids are vaping, sharing their vape pens. and They're partying. They're being kids. I, I really don't get it. Just let yeah. the kids be kids. I've said it nine million times on yeah, this. Yeah, and they just kind of shut down and sent the kids yeah. home with Temple. I just saw that on the news. Alright, I got an obscure question for you okay. here. Go. And uh, I thought of you when I thought of this question. And uh, I will give you an example. 
for this. Players who put a program on the map. For example, Larry Bird oh, in Indiana, Indiana State. State. <laughs> so that's for sure. You know they what I mean? Done it's like before since. right, but it's like never heard of Indiana State. You couldn't like you could have sycamore. The sycamore. Indiana State. Those powder blue uniforms. Whatever. They haven't been. They didn't do shit before, and they haven't done shit since. And Bobby Knight had a chance to have Bird. What's well, the story there. behind there? Oh, he well, did. He, he did go to Indiana State, but he he came from such a small town, French Lake, that he got there and he he was dirt poor. Showed up with like three outfits, hung out for like three weeks, and realized. And Bloom, not that Bloomington is a big town, but it was a big town to him. Right. And he's like, Dude, this isn't for me, and he just left. And he went home. And then he became a trash man for like a year. Get and the then, fuck out of here. I never he, knew that. Yeah, and he was happy. He said, man, I loved it. He goes, I would have been the happiest trash man in the world. And then the Indiana State coach, the assistant, who later became the head coach, remembered him and said, you, you got to come. you got to come. And he was recruiting his brothers and his mom. And just get him to play one more time. And his mom's like, why don't you give it a shot, Larry? Okay, and then the rest is history. And then, like his brothers, who looked just like him, said, "Man, if it wasn't for that guy, he there wouldn't have been a Larry Bird. He would have been a trash man." And Larry's like, "Man, I was a happy guy. I loved it. That's unbelievable." Who else was from French Lake, Indiana? His brothers. I don't know. <laughs> Woody from Cheers. <laughs> no, no, he was from the next town over, oh. Hanover. Oh, that's and, right. He and hated they, French. And they hated French. Look, and that's they had some right. goofy joke about, "Hey, if you're stupid, you go here." And then, <laughs> then Kevin McCarroll comes in, and he keeps busting on Larry Bird. And Kevin McCarroll comes in. He goes, oh, "I got a joke about uh, Hanover," and he tells it, and it was the same joke Woody had told about French. Look, and then Woody's <laughs> like, "I heard it a different way." <laughs> <laughs> and, friend, and, yeah, and he's like, uh, what, uh, Kevin McCall's like, yeah, Burns always talk about Hanover. He tells a joke. He goes, I've heard that joke a different guy. <laughs> That's hilarious. So give me some players. But guys who, oh, my God, I guess you got to think of some small town. Okay, uh, uh, Kenny Mouse McFadden put Cleveland State on the map one year when Cleveland State went to the Sweet 16. Now, you wait may not second. remember now, Kenny was, Mouse McFadden. But wait. Uh, that, they upset Indiana one year in the NCAAs. And it was a coach. Didn't Rolly? Didn't Rolly go to Cleveland State? Rolly who? Massimino after Villanova. He, he went to Cleveland. Well, State. he went to UNLV first, and I think he did go to a, Cleveland, yeah, State. Cleveland State at one yeah. time. But before that, Kenny Mouse McFadden. That's the only reason I even remember. Never even Cleveland heard of Cleveland State was because Kenny, and it was he had a cool name, Kenny the Mouse McFadden. All right, now I'm going to go with one. Okay, go ahead. Steve McNair, Alcorn State. Ooh, that's a good one too. Yeah, you know it was like. I mean, you know, it's just one of the schools people down right. south might have heard of Alcorn State. I never heard of Alcorn State until yeah. Steve McNair. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, God, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. He, get, didn't he get shot or something? He, or? I think he was murdered by his girlfriend or something. Oh, like that. wow. I think. He's a hell of a quarterback. Man. He was tough. He was very good. Very he good almost won himself a Super Bowl. Almost. Came like a yard One yard short. short. Yeah. 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 God, that was a fun Tennessee team. Yeah. Jeff Fisher. Yep. Lasted forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other guys? Jeez, I can't think of any. Oh, All right, I got another one for you. Go ahead. Jerry Rice, Mississippi Valley. Mississippi Valley, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to the small, really tiny school. I am, you know. Okay, I, well, how about uh, I got, Andre Reed, Kutztown? But we know Kutztown, but other people in the country. Do you know who know was there at the same time as him? Who? Bobby Schaller was there at the same time as him. Was he? Although okay. Bobby never went to class. Andre might not have went to class either. He may not have gone to class either. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he got kicked out of Kutztown. Schaller did. Bobby Schaller, who's that? Rob Schaller. You know oh, Rob. Rob Schaller. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he's from Bobby. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. 
He was yeah. a pitch town with. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's so. good. All right, I got. I don't know if this counts, and I, I got a couple of local guys, okay. and I don't know if it counts. But the L train, Lionel Simmons. It's in the south. Yeah. But did he? I thought he put. LaSalle basketball was great back in the city. Yeah, back at, way back in the day. But he brought them back. But he kind of brought them back and put people all of a sudden. Oh, LaSalle, you know. So, and they haven't been good since. No. And I don't think they're going to because their facilities are awful. There, it's like they a are tiny, tiny little university. Yeah, you can't, you can't it's a great school, but their yeah. sports—they got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, the L train. Yeah, but. And then uh, this is a weird one, but Hank gathers Bo Kimball, Loyola Marymount. Loyola Marymount, yeah. Which yeah. I know they're pretty good in baseball, but yeah, you know, very true. To us out here, I never uh-huh. heard of Loyola Marymount. No, before no, that, not not Cali. No, definitely not. You know, excuse <laughs> me. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if this this they were it was always a decent program, but Dante Culpepper at Central Florida, I know they're good now. Central Florida, yeah, but before then they were nothing. Right. That's very true. Yeah. You very know. true. How about Paul Palmer Temple? Oh, Temple. I mean, I he mean, was a Heisman Trophy candidate, but... Oh. And then they, they ended up taking his stats away because he was getting... Was he getting paid or do you have an agent or something like that? I think he had an agent. Yeah, no, I mean, Temple... They didn't have any money. There's no boosters going to pay for no. Temple, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you want to go there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Temple always had some good pros. You know, it uh, was a Burke Grossman back in the day. Tight, tight end for the Steelers. Uh, I always think it was a D-back for the Chiefs Cherry or something like that. They always had yeah. decent D-backs yeah. that made it to the pro. Right. Um, they also had, uh, was that? No, he was from Kansas City. But just, you know, when you make it into the Heisman Trophy oh, yeah, yeah. voting, I mean, like that he, high. He was very deserving. I remember that in 85. Uh, he was terrific. They had that big yeah. lineman who went there, Ryan Hart or Ryan Hold or something like that. Yeah. He was very good that year as well. So. I don't know. I was just a little obscure question. Mm. Thought I'd throw out there, get your mind working okay. a little bit. All right. All you right. know, I thought you'd like the, the French lick. Oh, Fred Larry Bird, yeah. <laughs> Indiana State has the Sycamores. That'd be a trivia question. What was their nickname? I mean, I know it because of Larry Bird, and that's the yeah, only yeah. reason. Who is in the? Aren't they with like Drake and like weird schools like that? There, Wichita, Butler. Wichita State, they play with them. Oh yeah, they might play. No, no, Butler? they might play Butler. Yeah, they might play Butler. You know, they're one of those. All of a sudden, those programs start to get looked at. Now, Indiana State almost made the uh, tourney a few years ago. Did they? Finally, yeah. Yeah, I think they did make it one time with Bird's brother. Bert's brother He had a little there. brother, yeah. He was only like 6'6", six, six, and obviously he was not Larry, but he right. was pretty good. Uh, Butler, funny. you talk about, uh, uh, what's his, uh, Grant Hayward, the kid, the Gordon Hayward? on Gordon Hayward, yeah. Him and then the coach, Brad Stevens. Yep, yep. You know, two years in a row went to the Final Four. Amazing runs. Almost won a championship. He's just an amazing coach. Yeah, they just uh, they just beat Toronto. Uh, and they, yeah. they play. Uh, Game so seven. Note. That guy's a great coach up in Toronto. Nurse. Yes. Holy shit. Good. He is a great coach. Yes. But Butler plays in the same stadium that they used in the movie uh, Hoosiers. Oh, yeah? The finals. Yeah. That's their home field. That, that field. Ah, that's cool. Which is a legendary field house out in Indiana. Yeah. That's what Butler plays. Yeah, Gordon Hayward. Oh, my God. I remember uh, I was out in Utah, and uh, it was uh, LeBron was playing for Cleveland at the time, and they were in town. Gordon Hayward hits a three at the buzzer to beat. Cavaliers. Oh, nice. It was incredible, man. That place cool. went nuts. I have the whole video, you know, because they run the play, and I kept it on video, and I had unbelievable seats through my whole company. Yeah. 
was, it was very cool. Yeah, if they, if the Celtics win the next round, they'll probably, he's been out. He twists his ankle against the Sixers. So he's supposed to be out four weeks. So if they get through this next round and get to the finals, they'll get him back. But they've been doing all this winning without him. Yeah, he's a hell of a player, man. Yeah. They got a nice little team. That's a, yeah, he do have a nice little team. All right, here's a, I, I got a question for you on this one. I, I've held this one for a few weeks and waiting to, to ask you this one. It's just the two of us, so I figured I'd ask you. Coach or mentor in your life who inspired you? Coach or mentor? Okay. Um, it would probably be uh, uh, a manager I had. Uh, he was very good, good guy, great guy. And he was a sales manager of mine, and you know, I didn't make it in sales, but this guy was always, you know, whenever I talk to him, I always tell him, you know, I, I, I don't go a day without thinking about one of the sayings he said to me, and I always say stuff. And yeah. people always, you know, I'm like a sayings guy and a list guy and all this stuff. I'm like, where do you get all this stuff from? And it was from this one guy, this guy named Jerry Kayaz, a great, great guy. And I didn't make it in sales. Right. And, you know, this guy tried everything with me. He, he was a great sales manager. He would go out with me. We'd make calls together, do this, do that. They'd come back and do yeah. a follow-up. All right, make some, you know, you know, telemarketing calls today. And he'd listen to me. I was doing everything. And, you know, no matter how much he tried and all the things he did, I just didn't make it. So, you know, I was getting, you know, papered up, written up, and I was on my way out. And, you know, so finally we were on our last leg, and the guy's like, you know, come. He goes, Jimmy, whenever I go out with you, you do everything right. You, you, you work hard. I see the effort you put in. Why do you think you're not working? that's it. He goes, no matter how you try, if you aren't passionate about what you do, you will never, ever be successful. No matter how much you do, right. if you're not passionate about it and like it, you're not going to be successful. And then he goes, if I got you another, he goes, you're obviously a hard worker, you're a great asset to this company. If I get you another position in this company, would you try just as hard as you do for me? I said, absolutely. And from then on, my career took off, and then he showed me how to be a manager. And he, I remember him saying to me, you know, I worked hard in another position he got me. Because I'm going to put you in a management position. He goes, you got to do one thing. He goes, you got to pick right now, today, in, in front of me right now. Do you want to be one of the boys or do you want to be the manager? Can't be both. You got to do it right yep, now. I yep. want a decision right now. I said, I want to be a manager. And believe me, you know, I was one of the boys. Hell, I was the leader of the boys. Yeah. And he goes, you got to break ties. You can't be friends. And now we're going to teach you how to be a manager. And he did. He absolutely did. And I give that speech to every new supervisor all the time. You want to be one of the boys, you want to be a manager. I'll teach you how to do it. And I use all his lines, always, yeah. every day. All that inspirational stuff really came from him. And like every day, I like tell people, hey, you can't manage behind a desk. You got to go inspect what you expect. And those are all sayings that he always would say to me. And like I, whenever I talk to him, I tell him that. And he like, he goes, oh, Jim, I'm glad somebody listened to me. I knew you listened. I'm like, because of course I listened to you, buddy. And he was awesome. And whenever I talk to him, I'm still like a little kid, still like a 20. Four-year-old guy sitting there listening to him, every hanging on his every word. Yeah. He's a very great guy, and he was a, a good mentor and a good guy, good man. That's good. That's a really good. I love how you related a lot of things that I've learned in life. You know what I mean? Like uh, in leadership, you got to break those ties. You can't yeah. be their friend. You know, you have to be a leader and inspire people. And, you know, um, I've had some good ones. You know, I've had I, I've had some good mentors. Um, you know, managers that uh, showed me uh, the hustle. They showed me, you know, um, the right way and wrong ways to do things. As far as I wouldn't do that when I'm, I knew that. Okay, I learned this from them that they do their work ethic, their um, 
hiring ability, their, their way to how they pick people, um, how they build future leaders. Um, I watch that on a lot of people. Um, you know, coaches-wise, I really, i got to be honest, I never had great coaches um, except for my father yeah. who, you know, they were, my father was full of faults, right? But probably uh, in life he uh, was, uh, you know, my greatest uh, inspiration. I mean, my dad could motivate, uh, you know, a dead mouse to get back to life. Yeah, I mean, that can. guy, he could make people run through a wall, you know, for him. And, uh, you know, he he could fire me up. You know, he could, you know, they all, you know, it's tough to coach your kid. My dad never coached me, right? He was never my head coach in any sport ever in my life. But he always coached me and motivated me and he yelled at me at times right he made me not no lie right he made me feel like shit at times you know and I I learned again what to do and not to do from him but as a motivator he was amazing and his mind his sports mind was just so genius that I was never the greatest athlete but I knew what to do I was like a coach out there on the field I could see things through I knew the play before it was coming I knew when the ball was coming my way you know, and uh, I would use the talent I had through my coaching mind out on the field. I was light years ahead of most of the people out there and seeing things through. And, uh, you know, I remember my jun- a junior high football game, of all things, right? We're playing this little school log college. And, uh, you know, they, this kid runs out of the backfield, does a screen pass. We, we sack the quarterback in the backfield. I kind of played wherever I wanted to on defense. It's kind of like this roving linebacker or whatever. So I watched that guy go out, and I see him motioning to the sidelines. I was wide open, wide open over here. He was. I left him open. Next play, they run the same exact thing, and they go to throw it to him. Okay. Boom, picked it off, 60-yard nice. touchdown. Nice. And I'm just set like, him up. I just set him up, you know. But it was uh, – and and you remember the games where my dad would be down there at JV football, yes, he and he'd did. be on the sideline. He knew every play. He would yeah. whistle when it's coming your way, <laughs> you know. Play. And uh, he was just – good mind and uh great football mind even better baseball mind he had a really good baseball mind and so i'd say it's kind of corny but my dad you know that's a good one yeah i mean i had a lot of i i had some really good um work wise ones i mean i i i did have the guy i mentioned earlier that i was working i mean he just my god you you looked at the way this guy mark smiley that work wise he built, he's got throughout Nielsen right now. This guy is like the Bill Walsh of, of you know, leaders. He's oh. put leaders throughout this organization that have come up through him. So, you know, when it comes to that in life and mentor work wise, I'd have to say him. You know, it was nice. like, this guy freaking skyrocketed people. And, you know, um, so yeah, uh, I learned to do that, right? Surround yourself with great people. Let them go. You know what I mean? Because someday you may work for one of them, but they'll remember how you treated them, and you'll find a good place, you know? So, all right. uh, So let's break down the Eagles game tomorrow. All right. Before we get to uh, (laughs) – we'll catch up on last chance you right after this. Okay. So what are you thinking for the Eagles tomorrow? We got this – I think it's going to be a tight game. Like you say, step up in the pocket. What's the line going to do? Are they going to give him protection? 
what's the wide receivers looking like? You know, we didn't see anybody in preseason, so it's hard to kind of gauge. You know, is Jeffries playing? Is he not playing? He's not playing. He's not playing. Good. Uh, Jalen Rieger is playing. The number one draft pick's playing. Good. Even with the AC joint problem, he's playing. Okay. So, you know, are the receivers going to get open? Is Carson Wentz going to get there? Or is he going to get protection? Yep. I think the defense will do their job. They'll, you know, keep it tight. I think it's going to be a tight game. The Redskins always give us a tight time. Oh, we could be the best team in the league. But they could be the best team. It's always a tight game. It is. It's a tight game, especially down there. It is. No fans, but down there, it doesn't matter. It's still, you know, you're traveling. It's all those. Yep. You know, it's just the, the difference. But uh, I'm very worried about our offensive line. They better have, he's got to go one, two, get rid of the ball. They have to establish a run game. Losing Miles Sanders is going to be a problem. Yeah, he was a worker. Well, yeah, Corey Clement, he can carry the load, too. He can. You know, do they trust him to carry the load? And Austin Scott already showed us last year he can carry the load. That little dude can play. Yeah, a little, you know? Mound of muscle that guy. So I just don't know with these receivers because if you're dropping the ball, you know, it's like you got to have that sure-handed receiver. Mm-hmm. Zach Ertz is the only one that I know you can count on. Last yeah. year, you had guys dropping the ball. Deshaun will catch the ball, right? He's back. He's playing. He's you playing. Yeah, he's back. And so you got Deshaun. We got that Arcega white side is supposedly improved. We didn't get to see shit. You know, I worry about this, right? If 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 Wentz gets hurt, he's never going to be going to get hurt because of this offensive line. Who's our backup quarterback? Did I mean, you go I, with the kid from Oklahoma? Hurt. Yeah, I mean, is it him or is it Sudfeld? Hertz has zero pro football experience. That's what preseason is about. Let's see what this kid's made of. We don't even know if the Eagles wasted their pick. We might go through this whole year not knowing if they wasted a pick or not. I believe they did. Him in there running. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Sudfeld's good, too. I like Sudfeld. I like Sudfeld. I like the McCallum. Yeah, Indiana. So, I don't know. Uh, I think they win. Um, I think they win a tight one. I think they I do, too. I think the Eagles win, uh, win a tight one. It might even be a last-second field goal. I like our kicker, so I'll take that. Good. So let's talk last chance you. All right. All Where right. are you at? I'm in the middle of the last season. I'm on in the middle of episode uh, season five. Yeah. They're in Laney. They're in Oakland. Coach John Beam, who finally there's a coach who's not all about himself. And do you see how he recruits? Or they? <laughs> it's all local kids. It's all local kids. Yeah. So it's not really recruiting, and they don't get scholarships. There is no, mm-hmm. there is no uh, dormitory. They got to pay for everything. They got to either find, live with their parents, go find a rent, uh, pay for it, get a job like the one kid, and you know these guys play for the love of the game, and it shows. That uh, the kid that gets a job, Dior Walker Scott. Yeah, he plays. At, he works at like Wingstop, and he hates it. Yeah, he sleeps in his car. That kid's amazing, dude. I, got, there's never been a guy on Last Chance you I rooted for. More yeah, than I him. 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 I used to root for that Ronald, Ronald Ali. He was kind of a little lazy. He's a quirky. He was. Um, but I, this kid, I root for. And man. then the big Samoan dude who, who's married, he's got two little kids. Yes. And he's struggling. But and he's says, he's a little lazy with the schoolwork, and that bothers yeah, me. Yeah, well, I just saw the episode where he plagiarized. Plagiarized. And, 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 and boy, the coach <laughs> laid into him. Oh, yeah. He would do all sorts of labs and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, you're cheering for most of these guys. Yep. And it's kind of cool. Um, the only one that bothers me. And, and it's still, and you'll see how the show wraps up, and I'm not going to give it away, but the, the other receiver. R- R- RJ. RJ's and a his player, family, man. He's, Dude, he's, RJ's a player. He's a play, every time he gets a hand, he's a slot player, and they got him on the outside. Yeah. Put him in a slot, he's like an Edelman, and once he gets the ball, like on small slants and dump off, 
when he gets a ball and he's tough, he doesn't go down hard, easy. And he gets he gets angry and he does get mad at him. The coaches, but he's they, they're playing him on he the outside. Ri- he rides him. It's like coach rides the hell out of that kid. And that kid is an athlete, man. Yes, he is. He never drops a ball. And when he does and gets it, he's fast and he oh picks up God. yardage. He's a player. You know, man. like one of the games, he was like tackled by three guys and somehow he bounced out and got a touchdown. I was like. How the hell did he get away? Because he doesn't get the ball much, and when you get the ball, when you he does, you're just going to make and the then most. He comes of it. from a family of writers. Yeah, he lives with his great aunt, and they were all writers and smart and educated. Got the West Coast is so weird, though. It Those is. people are so West weird. Street. He's living with. Well, oh one God. is his great aunt. The other one is his great aunt's husband, and they're usually a bunch of writers who live there. Yeah, we normally have like eight writers who live in. Those poor guys are there, like. Then he's got to take a train all the way to Oakland, and, you know, who knows. What How cool is that, though? These kids, like, driving. It. And then I don't like the other kid, the D-back, whose brother's at Oregon State. Yeah, he's a big mouth, and he is. He's got the body, and he was like, hey, I'm a five-star recruit. I'm number one in California. Yeah. And he doesn't cover anybody. This whole season he's been getting burned, and the coach is on him like, hey, I'm calling you out. What's your deal? Dude, you're playing Juco, and he's getting burned. I am not on this guy's wagon. Yeah, like he looks like it, and he he talks like it, but he's getting burned every time. Every game I see, people are getting like flagged. You know the, you know the post put the flag pattern, and they're like you know burning him every time, and he looks the part. I just, I wouldn't recruit the kid. He just talks the whole time. If I, I would not recruit a kid like that. You know, you're talking Division One football. I would not recruit that kid. I just I can't deal with attitude, and I realize, and you, you know, and here's the thing, right? And you see it through this JUCO football. You've got these kids like Cam Carter and Chauncey Rivers. And these kids come from Georgia, Penn State, right? you got these kids there at uh, this last chance you. And, and these kids come from like that Tim Bonner kid on the second season. They were it in their area. They were the best player in their town. They were going to put that school on the map. Now they're at a junior college, right? And it's like... It, Every time you go up in the talent level, wherever you are, you go up in that talent level, it brings the talent with you, and you got to bring your game. Mm-hmm. And when you got an attitude like that kid has, mm-hmm. man, you – There's does. a lot of kids with that because they're so used to being so good and yep. camping and letting it slide. And these guys don't even let them slide that much. The first two stops, they would kind of look the other way on some of these dudes. Like, oh, you're so good, you know, that, you know, I'm going to put up with your crap. And now it's like, you know, they're, they're getting this – tough love where hey you got to go to class and they're not used to somebody saying you got to go to class like that Ronald Ali like hey I never really went to class yeah. because this team like hey just win the game don't worry about class yeah and that's why Dakota Allen in that year too well and, he was a smart kid and Chauncey Rivers these two kids went to class they were like I'm here I'm here to make a statement and I'm here to get myself back on the map yeah. And Dakota Allen was like an honor student now. Yeah, or Juco. Yeah. You know? It's like, God damn, the kid got his light Cam back Rivers, together. which one was he? Chauncey Rivers. He was the other defensive tackle. Cam Carter was the one. Uh, and the other oh, kid yeah, came yeah. from Georgia. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that kid was pretty smart, too. Yeah. And uh, I don't they, know they where he is. They just made a mistake. And, yeah. yeah. Both smoked weed. Remember, they were roommates. They hated each other. Oh, it was the kid from Penn State. He was, yeah. he was a dick. Yeah. I'm glad Penn State got rid of him. Rough life, though. Yeah, 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 And I love the uncle, though. The uncle was an educator and a yeah. very smart guy. Yep. So how come that didn't rub off on him? And, and his yeah. uncle raised him. He did. And and he I, was an intelligent man. Like, I, I really like that uncle. I wish. And the uncle held him accountable. Yeah, he did. He'd go home and his uncle wouldn't put up with his stuff. Yep. 
Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, Hard Knocks, I know you're not watching this, but it was cut down day. So they just, you okay. know, it ended. The series is over, but uh, it was pretty cool. You know, cut down day is always tough, but this year there's more, I think there's four more spots in the practice squad mm-hmm. because of COVID and whatnot. <clears throat> so one of the guys gets cut from uh, the Rams. It's Clay Johnston. Or Johnson. Clay Johnson. He was a linebacker from Baylor. Rams drafted him in the seventh round, right? So they figure, uh, you know, we'll cut him and uh, bring him back in the practice squad. So they bring him in, blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, excited. Yeah, yeah I'm proud to be a part of this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so they get to the day where they're calling him and saying, you know, you got to pass through waivers and, and then you go to the practice squad. So they call him up, and he's like, oh, thanks, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, you see the general manager on the phone. Okay, okay. So he went to Baylor. So he signed with Carolina's practice squad, but Maddie Rule, and they are pissed. The Rams were pissed because you you rarely see that. So he passed through waivers. You just signed the practice squad. Well, he decided I'm going to go sign with their practice squad. Well, he something familiar. He knows the coach. And his dad is like uh, player personnel or something over there in Carolina too. So he's like. So he knew the rules. Hey, last sign. And this man. kid's a player, man. I think the Rams, Rams knew they were rolling the dice with this guy and figured. You know what? We'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. And they did. They made him the last cut. So they sat there and played it off like... And here, the guy was an hour and a half. He thought he made the team. He was an hour and a half away. And they made him come all the way back, come in there, just to let him know he was released and that they wanted to sign him back to the practice squad. So they played a game with him. Good on this kid that he's going to Carolina, and I hope he makes it in the NFL. What's his name? Clay Johnson. Clay Johnson. Okay. Yeah, linebacker and... Good, okay. good kid, right. good kid. I, I, you know, Matty Rule, great coach. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, so we didn't. We got we got ten minutes left. Let's do our Mount Rushmore. Right. I got two topics. Mount Rushmore. Right. You decide which one we're gonna do. Right. Mount Rushmore, Philadelphia Eagles before the first game, right. or the one you sent over to me, Mount Rushmore of Notre Dame players. Let's do Eagles. All right, Eagles. It is all time Eagles. Old-time Eagles, but in our lifetime. Okay. That's our new thing. We'll say old-time Eagles in, in our lifetime. Okay. I actually wanted to go old-time Eagles offense and old-time Eagles defense. Yeah, Because I was like, man, you know, I kept thinking of good players, and I'm like, oh, my players are on defense. i got to get yeah. some offensive guys yeah. in here, you know? Yeah. So you want to do offense and defense? We'll do four each. Okay. Okay. All right. So start with defense. Go ahead. Okay. Reggie White, yep. Ryan Dawkins, yep. Wes Hopkins. Oh, love Wes Hopkins. Um, then I'll go Bill Bergen. Oh, Bergen. There's a good old one. I don't know one in there. All right, so I'll go Reggie White, number one. Mm-hmm. B, well, actually, B. Doc, number one, because mm-hmm. he spent his most of his career here. Yeah. He didn't leave like Reggie. Uh, Reggie, too. Um, he did leave. He went to the... Yeah. I know. Okay. We made him leave. Right. <laughs> we didn't sign him. Yeah. He went to Denver and got him Super Bowl there. Um, but I, I B-Doc is an eagle through and through, man. Yep, yep, yep. You know, Reggie might, you know, Reggie went to Packers and yeah. Carolina, you know. Um, but Reggie Wade was awesome. But yep. he, he belongs okay. in that Mount Rushmore. Um, I love the Wes Hopkins pick. Probably, I mean, that guy could hit. I loved Wes Hopkins. Oh, my God. I love 48, that dude He was B-Doc before B-Doc. And then I, I got to go with this guy. Um, he He's amazing. Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox is very good. 
Fletcher Cox is just like he is very good. This guy's whole thing making man, he is so good. Yeah, but I mean, he had some down years too. Who Fletch? Yeah, he might have been hurt, but he was hurt twice. Okay. So Fletcher Cox was hurt, lost for the whole year, the one year. Yeah. Fletcher Cox is an amazing player. He's good. No, he he's good. changes people's oh, game plans. I don't plans. Dis- I don't disagree with him. So did Reggie. B Doc, you had to know where he was. Wes Hopkins, same same as Doc. You know. I had to throw some old school with Reggie. So, uh, all right. So then, let's go offense. So this offense. Okay. Uh, you can go first. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I'll go with Wilbur Montgomery. Oh, Wilbur. Got to go with Wilbur. Uh, I'll go Jaws, Jawor- Jaworski. I'll go Howard Carmichael. Yeah, I like Carmichael. That's a good one. He's in the whole um, thing. He's, he's up there. Um, boy, yeah. Um, then I'm going to go with uh, Westbrook. He's on my list. So, yeah, it's a good one. He would have been, Westbrook would have been on my original um, Mount Rushmore if we just did yeah. four. So, I got to go. I loved Randall Cunningham. So, he's he's on my list. Um, Zach Ertz. Revolutionizing the tight end position for good. the Eagles. Yeah. So, uh, and B. West. Um and then I will change it up because I forgot he's a Hall of Famer and I loved him as a kid, Harold Carmichael. Yeah. But no Joss. I think Cunningham's better than Joss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joss I mean, got a Super Bowl. I know, but still, man, Cunningham should have been in like three Super Bowls. I know, I know. I mean, he, you think about that defense we had and him as, a, as the ultimate weapon, man. He was. Randall Cunningham, they never gave if the black. If they had a good offensive coordinator, why didn't Buddy just say, you know what, I'm going to take care of the defense. I'll run, I'll make big decisions, but you run the offense, I don't give a shit what you do. And they did have Gruden back then, but he was like a, no. you know, a flunky at the no, time. No, 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 no. They had Gruden at one point. Gruden was with Rhodes. Oh, then he was with Rhodes. He but, was not uh, with Buddy. Oh, Buddy Buddy's was Kotite. And who was before Kotite? Because Kotite and Buddy were only together one year. Yeah, it was definitely not Gruden, because Gruden was like yeah, 30 was years old him. with yeah, yeah, Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if he had a decent... Offensive coordinator, so and Buddy liked to run the ball because that protects the defense. He did. You know, hey, so, you know, so he would have been. Who was his running backs? Yeah, Keith Byers, Anthony Tony. Anthony Tony. He, he was tough. <laughs> Andrew Tony. <laughs> uh, well, the, when his first year, his first year he took over the Eagles, and he had Ernest Jackson, Ernest who Jackson. was a two back to back year, thousand yard rusher, and Buddy didn't like him. And then they drafted some. Oh, man, Buddy was quick on that, but Buddy didn't care that you were locked into a contract. Uh, See ya. Uh, the dude they uh, drafted, the same year they drafted Wes Hopkins was some running back out of Mississippi State or Ole Miss. Haddocks, Michael Haddocks. And I remember Buddy saying, he looks like a reject from the USFL lineman. <laughs> he goes, he's a running back? Look at him. He looks a big fatty. <laughs> he was. And he, and he was. Uh, but, yeah, if he had gotten a good, you know, a drafted just a little bit because he was a mastermind of drafting uh, defensive guys. Yeah. His drafts were great for defense. But if he had somebody say, Buddy, get this guy here, he'll help you. Protect the D with a nice running game. You might have listened. Um, yeah, that's good. All right, we, we don't have much time. Have you been able to watch, uh, if you get a chance, you have to watch this. QB1? No, 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 no. Uh, Cobra Kai. No, but my nephew, was t- he said it was oh, hilarious. Dude. I got to watch it. Dude, I got to tell you. So Cobra Kai is so good. <laughs> so I watched this a couple years ago okay. when it was a YouTube series. Yeah. 
and now they've pushed it over to Netflix, the same series. How many seasons is it? It's two seasons, but I just found out that they have the third one in the can, and they're going to put it out in November oh. now that they're linked in with Netflix. Okay. So I'm telling you, Jimmy, you got to watch this. If you get a chance, <laughs> Okay. you, like, over Labor Day weekend, I started watching it again because I had watched it a couple years ago, and I started watching it, and I couldn't stop. It's funny. It's got the drama, the writing, the acting. It's... It's just so awesome. Like, I will tell you, Johnny, you know, William Zapka, whatever the hell his name is, Johnny on the show is the funniest goddamn guy. He's like, back in the 80s when you would just say whatever the fuck's on your mind, he says literally whatever the hell's on his mind. And it's so un-PC. And the fact that they put this in programming, and he's just like, oh my God. That's funny. I gotta check it out. He just like, he brings these kids in, you know, he, run, he opens up the Cobra Kai gym again, you know, and he runs it. And he is just ripping a cart apart these kids that are in there. Because he gets all the rejects, you know. And he is just ripping on every kid. And it is so on PC. And just, ah, oh, this show is funny. It's got good drama. It's got good karate. It's, it's top notch. Will Smith uh, is, is one of the producers oh, good as on. well, okay. yeah. Right. So, and, and Ralph Macchio and William Zapka. And Will Smith. There's a few other people involved that you know wrote, and, but they're kind of the three main people in it, uh, or I should say, the two main are Macho and William Zapka. But but there's like the young kids in it. Uh, it's it's just a great story, dude. You will like it. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 okay, really got out. a good flavor. So yeah, check, check, check out Cobra Kai. Bump over to that. Yeah, and then you know, co. Uh, QB1, it's it's good. It's just good. It's kind of like Last Chance. You'll really enjoy that. Um, but it's uh, Cobra Kai. I would I would watch that prior, before. Because everybody's talking about it now. Because everybody has Netflix and they're just all talking about it. Okay. So uh, I will hold off on... Uh, I will give you something to think about before the next time. Oh, we are, we're going to talk about the greatest plays you ever witnessed. We don't have time today to talk about it. On TV or in person? Either or, buddy. Okay. So we're we're gonna we're not gonna talk about that today. Okay. Um, but uh, that will be something to give you some food for thought for the okay. for the next one, All as right. we recap week one of the NFL on our next program, which will be episode twenty one. Um, but episode twenty in the books, man. Thanks for uh, once again riding shotgun with Norman Jim. It was a good one. Right. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Go birds. Let's put that music back on. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. No. I should have that up here. Ah, oh, it's not on. Come on. We got to finish it the right way. How did my speaker click out on me? There we go. It's still not linked up. There we go. <laughs> right now on the Saturday night.